0: Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of This Is Sex Podcast with Dr. J, Dr. Clay, and Valen A. Yay! Yeah, hey, girl, hey,
1: girl, hey! Hey, girl, girl, hey! hey. How y'all doing? Yay, yes. back 2021 Yay. We're trying to do what we do okay so doing what we
0: do yes. doing what we do yes. and i wanted to get us started today you know lots of people do new year new me you know all of these proclamations and resolutions i personally don't do resolutions for the past decade probably i do a vision board every year so i'm very intentional about um being intentional mm-hmm. and um manifesting the things that i want to have in my life um you know whether they are things something i talk about in therapy a lot things and themes mm-hmm. so um you know it, it used to be like you know i had a honda on there for a long time when i was driving a hoopty i got that honda and mm-hmm. i had a lexus up there now i got my lexus you go girl okay yes, yes, ma'am you know Okay, that's okay but sure. then, you know then i had like like serene pictures like serenity friend stuff you know like quality time just things that I wanted to be intentional about having so not always things but um, with that said since it's a new year I thought this would be a good time for us just as women as professionals as friends and colleagues to just think about how we want to be intentional for 2021 in terms of being sexuality educators in our respective fields. And i um, just wondering if you ladies have thought about uh, any goals or uh, any things or a- any lessons maybe from last year and uh, how you how you want to be and who you want to show up as this year in particular. That's,
2: that's a good one. I No pressure um, here. Yeah. Like wow. No <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I uh did a vision board two years ago, and me being a certified sexuality educator was on there, as well as like, you know, some other random stuff like animals and living in the country and stuff like that, and you know, having nice legs and flat abs and all the things that women tell themselves. <laughs> um and I was reflecting back on that a couple of months ago. And I was just like, you know, like some of these things I actually accomplished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to to see it on paper once it's been accomplished because it really makes you feel like, you know, not just I did that, which is awesome, but that I am capable of so much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I did the towards... I guess the beginning of uh, last year was trying to get uh, an online presence, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that was social media or my website. Um, And I was, you know, I sat there on the website design templates and did it myself just because I wanted to get something up to kind of see what I wanted it to look like. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so I read, you know, that stayed up. And when I was managing it myself and it was kind of like my blood, sweat, and tears, I was very purposeful about it. You know, mm-hmm. I was putting a newsletter out every month. I had I my butt out it. regularly. Yeah. Um and it got towards the middle of the website, week. Dr. J. That'd be drjsperkins.com. Yes. Dr. Dr. okay. For the people. Um, and I was taking such great pride and being so deliberate in my actions because it was like my blood, sweat and tears and towards the middle of the year when I was like, oh, it's not working the way I want to. I need to enlist some support, hire an expert. I kind of fell off. Like, you know, I stopped my newsletters. Um, I didn't write any new smut stories um, and I need to to get back to that. Like I need to kind of re-engage myself in what that process was like because it was much more meaningful to me when I was doing it alone. But because you know I work 73 jobs and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all of this, um, the time kind of got away from me one month at a time. So mm-hmm. you let that one month slide and you're like, oh, I'll catch up. And it's like you're always in the in debt to yourself of owing yourself work. Um, so one thing that I promised myself that i'm going to do this year is to be very mindful of what my calendar is like i used Ooh. to set a date with myself every friday
0: are you like, taking the super one off
2: girl every what? Friday for like two or three hours i would say okay what is it that i want to accomplish next week And I would take that two or three hours and I would write out what needed to be done the following week. And I would allow myself and give myself permission to not do anything else for the rest of that evening. Like that was just my downtime. And I just, I don't know why I just stopped doing that. I stopped giving myself the time that I needed to be, you know, more mindful and to plan in advance what needed to be done to the point where it was just like, well, so many things to be done that I can't even... I can't even do it. So I'm just not going to do anything. Like mm-hmm. I can't do the 35 things I need to do. So rather than to just do five and feel like a failure, I shall do none. Um, and that's obviously not a, not a way to uh, accomplish anything, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one of the things that I'm really, uh, I really have promised myself to get back to.
0: That's very vulnerable and honest yeah, yeah. and relatable.
1: Mm-hmm because that can be said for lots of things, not just the work that we do, right? That could be just life, like giving yourself that self-care time to reflect on what's happening or what's going on around you or the week or what's coming ahead or whatever. So that's real. Yeah. What about you, Dr. Clark? Um, So I'm one of those people that I never did a vision board, never did resolutions, never, I just never <laughs> thought that much in advance, which sounds really terrible. <laughs> Um, I think I always just kind of was like, Oh, there, I want to do this at some point. And then when I get around to it, I do it. Um, which for me has worked because with my job and how much I work, um, I don't get a lot of personal time. So I often, it's like, okay, how much time do I have today? I got two hours today. I'm going to do whatever. Um, but my goal this year and what I think 2020 has taught a lot of us is to slow down and to be um, intentional. Um, So I think for me, I I just want um, to find time to take better care of myself um, so that I can do things like look ahead and say, okay, what, what, what do I want to accomplish? What things are important to me as opposed to work and family and all the regular responsibilities that we have? Um, like I, I don't even remember when over the summer, I think when coronavirus shut down California, I was like, oh, I'm going to take this time to read. I can't go anywhere. So I'll read. So I bought Fifteen or twenty sex, uh, sex ed or sex health books or books related to sexuality, um, and I have not opened one of them
0: <laughs> for I, lots of I reasons. I have invested in, in several sexual health
1: books and uh, have not cracked them open. Yeah, I mean all like all with good intention, right? Like mm-hmm. I probably, I look at them and I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, gonna get into that. Yep. Um, they and look then, so pretty
2: on the bookshelf though. Don't they they? Be, they do. They, they make, do. make you feel like a professional.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and. Well, and that's the thing I think all of us know, right? Like we all know a lot, but we all wanna keep learning and keep expanding our, our knowledge. But so I keep looking at them like, yes, I'm going to get to you. Um, I just haven't figured out when. And so that's my goal is to get back to doing something that I actually really love to do. I love reading. Um, it's just finding the time to, to do that. Yeah. And you, Ms. Valen?
0: Yeah, well, I feel like y'all, you all have said a lot of what I've been thinking. One, one other thing that I have been thinking about, I feel like, um, you know, we all have been working on um, getting our ASEC certifications as mm-hmm. uh, sexuality educators.
1: Mean. tell people so, what ASEC means okay okay
0: a. the American Association of Sexuality Educators Counselors and Therapists uh so it's not the only organization but it is um I guess the premier the primary. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, organization and what I like it which is different from probably some of the o- other organizations that we are a part of uh, respectively is that ASEC is full of Professionals and, and people from all walks of life, uh, just sex workers, nurses, doctors, psychologists, um, just anybody who has a passion uh, for sexual health uh, who may uh, identify as an educator, counselor, and or therapist. And so uh, we've been working on the certification. So we've been grinding mm-hmm. and we have one of three completed. Yes. So Dr. Dr. J kicked us off in the fall of last year. Yes, And ma'am. Um, Dr. Clay and myself will be, uh, we will soon follow. Yes. And so um, one of the things that I've been thinking of is that, you know, there's a big learning curve of being a clinician and being an entrepreneur and then wherever imposter syndrome kind of like lays the foundation for both (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. so
0: you know kind of mastering imposter syndrome while also figuring out how to monetize my business there Mm -hmm. were a lot of um and it's not
2: even just monetizing your business it's monetizing your expertise Mm -hmm.
0: okay come on sis this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about because i you know not this is i know this ain't my therapy session but (laughs) as a first generation college student Mm -hmm. born to parent you know teen parents a lot of people pour it into me. So people will hit me up, LinkedIn, social media, pick my brain. And I, you know, it's like two hours later and I have just given them every gem. And I'm like, you know, I think this is called consulting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think this is, I think this is called consulting. And so it's
2: like, you don't know how valuable what you know is, what you know is until you meet somebody that doesn't know it
0: exactly exactly or until i see someone who is i mean no shade but maybe less qualified you know Mm. lacking credentials and you Mm. know they're charging 450 and i'm like one is this ethical uh Mm. and two people actually paying you for that so it's like you know I I spoke at conferences and you know just off the strength of one getting the hours toward the certification but Mm -hmm. you know two um you know just sort of you know growing myself in this space and it was you know my good good girlfriend was like I mean you may be kind of new in this space but you've always kind of done this work but like you are like you have expertise and so you know you always need to be thinking about the bottom line and I'm just so like maybe I had enough aversion to that even though my bills don't Mm -hmm. so like (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. it's my bill I got no aversion to that sis like my bill is like I don't care how you get it you know like you better get it and get it on time right so I think you know this year I want to I want to as a person show up whole more so I feel like doing things for me like uh you know one of my areas of passion is just sexual health and mental health and where they intersect especially for Black people so Mm -hmm. making sure I have programs or whatever topic I'm on or discussing whether I'm explicitly saying that or this you know Black people are or explicitly my audience but being very intentional about that but also and well and um monetizing myself or you know right. just my, my skills yeah. and my strengths so I think that's an area of opportunity this year that I'm going to be more diligent about and she really got me in the habit of just asking like is there an honorarium or mm-hmm. I mean just things that like you know what I realized is as long as I didn't ask people didn't offer but if right. I asked people would be like oh yeah well it's not much but we can give you know so and so and so and so and then you know once I started hearing numbers then I was like okay well I mean if you're saying this you probably could do that you know mm-hmm. so
1: you know the other thing it, I've seen that I think is especially for me and I think for all of us right is that we we realized very quickly from mentors but also just people around us that in order to do this work and reach the masses right we had to utilize social media and I think for all of us that social media platforms are well I'll speak for me y'all can try to make you want social media platforms for me are just a little bit iffy right mm-hmm. like I there's a part of me that thinks education should be one-on-one or in a classroom. That's, that's kind of where my education base comes from mm-hmm. um, and and looking at people and giving information to people in the way that they need it. And so trying to do that on Instagram or Twitter or, or Facebook is so different than what mm-hmm. I need do. Um, but yet I see people, no shade who are less qualified, who are doing mm-hmm. so well yes. on social media and that's it. And I'm like, I want to teach people. I don't want to just like say something on Instagram, but I'm realizing the world is changing. Um, And I guess that's how the podcast was born too, is we realize this is a way for us to reach the community um, that's different from just showing up in a classroom, which I think has been hard for me to grasp at times. Mm
2: -hmm. One thing I want to go back to Valen said, um, being able to ask for... um, the the point you made about if you weren't asking, they weren't offering to kind of bring us back to the sexual health topic of how that translates for a lot of women in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And that really it's, we're talking about professional goals and aspirations, but it's so um, ironic that that, kind of perspective and that mentality has been ingrained into women um, as it relates to a lot of subjects where they've been um, primarily male dominated areas. So for the longest time, when we talk about sexual health, it was, you know, Kenzie and people like that, you know, middle-aged white men um, who were telling us. Um, And while that's very valuable as, you know, seminal research, you know, you fast forward to 2020 and 2021 and what the landscape looks like and what you're saying, Valen, is something that I think we need to be very aware of um, as we operate in the sexual health space is, you know, not just us as professionals, but one of the reasons we're here is to give other people those tools and resources to be able to ask what they ask for what they want in and out of the bedroom as it relates to sexual health as well so I want to kind of throw that out there Love
0: it. snap 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 <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like you know what when you said it was like a light bulb went off because like you know, I'm, I'm easily effortlessly reminding folks like, like closed mouths don't get fed. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think that it goes back to that whole like conundrum of the imposter syndrome, like as an educator, as a therapist, when i got my head on girl like how is he gonna know like Mm -hmm. how does anybody know you know like you have to know first and then you have to put it out there Mm -hmm. and then you have to reiterate it you know and like Mm -hmm. I'm okay like okay I can give you that in like six different versions Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's interesting how I guess shrink you know like how how I can shrink and just kind of go into this like Well, I can't say that, you know. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think, you know, it's a very good analogy in terms of how that translates, especially as women um, you know, uh, whereas I think a lot of my male counterparts, I mean, not necessarily in this, uh, sexual health space, but just in general, like, you know, you always kind of get like what they want, whether they explicitly mm-hmm. say it or show it or demand it or command it, you kind of, you know, you know, and then that's sort of where the expectation is and that's where the workaround is. But I think for us as women, um you know and i mean if you even like peel back the layers of that onion as women of black women you know then there are a lot of layers in terms of asking and when you can ask or when you state or just you know or or let it be known what it is that you want so Mm -hmm. um when you said that you know i was over here like oh okay we cooking tonight
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) so okay so as we move forward with our kind of personal um, desires for our, where we like to see our careers go and the trajectory that we want to be on. Um, What are some topics that either you've seen in the news or that people have reached out to you or kind of pinged you about um, related to sexual health that you would like to see discussed here on This Is Sex?
0: Oh, good one.
1: Um, So, well, several, I think, right. And I know some of them, some of them we've kind of thrown around already, but like what is cheating, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of that in relation to like ethical non-monogamy and what that means and all of that, Mm -hmm. that's a big one. Um, I'd like also like to talk about how dating has changed. I think we've touched a little bit on it before. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think in terms of the pandemic, and I think, and just the way that dating has changed over the last couple of years, being mostly online, meeting people that way, um, and all of the different types of dating apps that people can come into contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, we've have lots of like um, medical slash mental health stuff that we talk about, like we've talked about, um, like we're going to talk about uh, diabetes and sexual health and other um, uh medical things like that which I think are going to be really really helpful going through the going forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah dating during the pandemic is definitely one that has come up a lot with me um so yeah dating during the pandemic um there's a new social media app called clubhouse I don't know if y'all heard about yeah it. I've heard of it okay. <laughs> okay. I mean I've been in the dark
2: yeah clubhouse
0: is Do i need like, to be
2: on clubhouse
0: yes okay yes but it is it, it overwhelms me honestly i feel very overstimulated to me it feels like a never-ending conference like it's a verbal app so yes you have like a profile picture avatar you have uh like a quick bio and then you can just jump into rooms so it's almost like zoom but you don't have the you don't have the video but like i can just somebody if this was clubhouse house like strangers could just pop in and we would have the stage so we're the moderators and they could listen to us talk but if we had a question like say your last question you asked we could answer for it and then we could open to we can open it to the audience so they could raise their hands and then oh, we can see them no, we can't see them, but we can all interact. So okay. it, it's nice. It kind of, sometimes it, it feels like, you know, you go to a professional conference and you have like that uh, happy hour mixer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good networking, but like, I don't know. It t- like So, I mean, the one thing is like, there are celebrities on the app. So you can just jump into a room and like, you may be in there with Oprah and Michelle Obama. Like, no joke. Wow. Like, it's just, you can just they can just be okay. talking. And you know, it could be 15 people, could be 500 people. Sometimes they last for hours. And so, but for me, I'm a multitasker when it comes to social media. Like, unless it's my post, legit, like I may be working in between therapy sessions, in between conference calls, I'll check Instagram, I'll like Mm -hmm. a post, I'll reshare it. So for me, Clubhouse feels intrusive because, like, Mm. you have to listen. You know, like if I if I want to know what's going on, like I have to listen at least for a little while and kind of like scroll and like see who's in the room and maybe follow a few people. People follow me, so it's nice, but. all that to say on the one hand um you know so my profile says like all of these different hats that I wear and my friend pulled me into a room last week and she was like y'all valin is a sex therapist and it was you know it was just like young professionals just chatting it up and like you know it was like they were talking about just uh ain't no different types of sex like all this mm-hmm. of stuff, which which I'm cool with the topics but for me it just kind of felt like okay like you're on the spot you know where it's like right. he, we're talking about a topic well if we're chopping it up we're chopping it up but if we're talking about a specific topic like I've gathered information and mm-hmm. you know and so I, I don't know um so I have no idea where I started that with but um <laughs> I think <laughs> you were talking about social media oh okay yeah, yeah we're clubhouse and so I just want to um just like have less time on that and just kind of figure out, like just be very intentional about like my time and where I'm spending it. And those topics are coming up in those places. So clubhouse, dating, um, you know, and um, yeah, mostly that. I, I feel like clubhouse and, uh, I really got lost in the sauce on my clubhouse. <laughs> That's obviously, okay, <laughs> obviously. But but yes, okay. dating during the pandemic, I think, uh, are a big oh. This is where I was going because they wanted to know about like size and more or less sort of what's normal. You know, like how long is are most people having sex for? Uh, you know, are are black penises bigger than you know penises of other races? Just sort of like dispelling myths and things like that. So good place to sort of get topics from but right. on, on the, so the flip lady. side miss. Ooh, yeah, yeah on the flip side kind of like oh okay like this is all great and why don't you listen to this is sex podcast and you know we'll address some of these like that's kind of what I wanted to say because I was honestly like oh you know
2: hmm. I think the one thing that uh I would I really am interested in um discussing this year is the ongoing debate and conversation about is sex work work Mm. and with you know um, amateur pornography only fans and all these other venues to share sexually related media and content um, as well as how these things have grown during the pandemic and how others have Um, had to transition because of the pandemic. So looking at um, sex work, um, and I sent you both the documentary um, about the madam, um, Nellie Jackson, which was really interesting. Um, So I would also like for us to explore common themes, popular themes in movies and mm-hmm. how those are portrayed and expressed, as well as song lyrics. I know last year, you know, WAP this and WAP that, and everybody's using the the WAP acronym to mean, you know, worship and praise. But... Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like how I, I slipped that in there? It <laughs> <are>. is. <laughs> <are.
2: I laughs> sure really sure yeah, the that was for the people to make sure they were still listening.
1: Okay. Um, all right, all right. But to I go
2: through... To looking at song lyrics and how they've become um, from very covert to very overt mm-hmm. um, and what that means for uh, the different generations and how we, um, how we ingest those and digest those and how they then inform our sexual relationships in practice. That's going to be a I good took one a deep for good. a second there, you know, because, okay. Yeah. gotta do that every now and again you know
1: make sure people listen in the back exactly there you go for Mm -hmm. the people in the back worship and Mm -hmm. praise Mm -hmm. worship Uh, yes ma'am but uh
2: i think for tonight i think that you know we kicking this year of 2021 off with um some good content Mm -hmm. and we're gonna see some more certifications to celebrate in the coming months and, yes
0: um, yes we receive those yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have some kinda... good
1: content for y'all yeah.
0: And y'all let us know. I mean, you all are listening, you know, hearing all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are topics that are important to you? Um, because we all get, you know, random texts or um, mm-hmm. DMs and things like that. But you can always hit us up at uh, thisissexpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on our social media handles um, and let us know. Or um, once we post this, comment and let us know mm-hmm. um, what you would like to hear about. What's on your mind?
2: All right. Well, I think that will do it for us for this episode. And ladies, what is this?
0: This This
1: is
2: is Facts.